Good morning, church. I recall I preached to the church sometime last year about how Apostle Paul charged Timothy to use the spiritual gifts God gave it to him for the gospel ministry. That's why Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Today, I will continue with 2 Timothy chapter 1, but from verse 8 to verse 18. Now, in this passage, Paul continues to remind Timothy to do three more things for the gospel. One, not to be ashamed of the gospel. Two, to suffer for the gospel. And three, to keep and guard the gospel. Paul said in verse 8, So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. One may wonder, why would any Christian be ashamed of the gospel? It is a bit like Dr. Brandon Murphy feels ashamed of social distancing during the pandemic. It doesn't make sense at all because social distancing saves lives. But more so, it's the gospel. It gives lives. It gives eternal lives. But I remember Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23, But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. The gospel is about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who took the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and died on the cross for our sin, and for whoever believes in him will receive eternal life. The gospel is the word of the cross. During Paul's time, the people were largely influenced by Judaism and the teachings from the Greek philosophers who emphasized on human wisdom. So fundamentally, the message of the word of the cross and the wisdom of the world are opposite of each other. That's why many would not comprehend God's way for redemption through a crucified Messiah. It is too preposterous and is too humiliating. Similarly, in the world we live in today, non-believers emphasize on human wisdom, like self-accomplishment, self-ratifications, and self-centeredness and power and so on. On the contrary, God's wisdom is about forgiveness. Self-sacrifice, humility is about trusting God. Non-believers would equally find it difficult to accept the word of the cross. So when the believers were faced with such a negative attitude from the society at large, some may find it difficult to communicate the gospel to the unsaved world. How about us? Have we experienced this difficulty? Maybe. But Paul's encouragement to Timothy in chapter 1, verse 7, he says, God gave those who trust him a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And this encouragement to Timothy can be an encouragement to us as well. Now we come to the second thing Paul encouraged Timothy, to suffer for the gospel. Paul said in the second part of verse 8, rather, Join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. 
Generally speaking, people consider suffering as a bad thing and something to be avoided at all costs. Therefore, it is not easy to preach the word of the cross in those days because it is the same gospel that had landed Paul in jail. But Paul wants Timothy to see the suffering not from the world's perspective, but from God's perspective. Paul's suffering is, is not about for someone to see, but it is for Christ's sake. His suffering also helps him to remain humble and dependent on Christ. After all, Paul was beaten and in prison more times than many other people. Let's be real, it's not easy to persevere suffering, let alone for a long period of time. But how did Paul persevere all these sufferings, even when he was facing death in prison? The answer lies in the last four words of verse 8. By the power of God. This is the encouragement Paul gives to Timothy in this letter. It is by the power of God to persevere the suffering for Christ. Unlike other countries, no one will be put in jail in Australia by sharing the gospel. But that doesn't mean that the Christian in this part of the world will not encounter suffering for Christ at all. Last year, I attended a baptismal service of a young man. He said in his testimony, for many years, his parents tried to stop him going to church and from back to be baptized. They regularly told him that it is silly to be a Christian. But God gave this young man the power not to rebel against his parents, but of self-control, love, and to persevere these years of emotional suffering. We can see that his baptism not only has revealed the power of God, but has also become a testimony to his unbelieving parents. Eventually, God's name is glorified through his suffering. Then is it worth our while to suffer for the gospel? Paul said, yes. Paul gave three reasons. One, Jesus has saved us. The gospel saves us and gives us eternal life. Imagine if we do not have the gospel through Christ, we'll still be drowned in sin and have no hope at all. Now we are guaranteed a place in heaven for the future. Do we have to do anything to earn this salvation? No, verse 9 said, not because of anything we have done, in fact, we have done absolutely nothing to receive this salvation. And why would God save us, this bunch of sinners? The answer is, again in verse 9, but because of his own purpose and grace. We are saved by God's grace through faith in Christ. And the second reason why it is worth our while to suffer for the gospel God has called us to a holy life. Not only we have the guarantee of eternal life, a place in heaven, God sacrifice, sanctifies and gives us a new life 
here and now. Little by little, God continues to transform those who put their trust in Christ to be more like Jesus. And the last reason is in, in verse 10. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Christ, through his death and resurrection, has conquered mankind's greatest enemy, death. Though we will all die physically, unless Christ returns first, we do not have to die ultimately. Instead, we will enjoy the presence of God, the fellowship of God, forever and ever. That's why Paul said in verse 12, that is why I am suffering. That is why I am suffering. Yet, this is no cause for shame. Now Paul charged Timothy to do the last thing. That is to keep and guard this gospel. Look at verse 13. What you heard from me, keep as pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Jesus Christ. Now, if a friend entrusted me with the responsibility to keep his very expensive bottle of wine, Pampo's 1951, what do you think I should do? In fact, I would keep it in a very special place with the right temperature and away from the sun. Why? To preserve the quality and standard of the wine in the bottle. In the same way, Paul asked Timothy to preserve the quality of the gospel to the same standard that he got from Paul. No one should add, subtract, or, or amend the gospel. This is very important because pure gospel leads to life and right living. A contaminated gospel leads to death and wrong living. What is a contaminated gospel? It can be a gospel plus something like another idol, another God, or gospel minus, minus Jesus. Any gospel without Jesus in the center is of no good news at all. Paul then asked Timothy to guard the gospel. Look at verse 14. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You see, there's a difference between guarding the gospel and guarding the bottle of the red wine. In the case of the gospel, besides guarding it from any contamination, we need to share the gospel straight away. It is not going to, it is not to be locked up in the cellar like the wine forever and ever. The question is, is Timothy going to keep and guard the gospel all by himself? And the answer is no. Verse 14 says, Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Paul is saying to Timothy, Don't worry, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is in you, helping you to ensure that the gospel will be proclaimed in spite of all the difficulties and the suffering that you may encounter. The gospel will not be compromised because the Holy Spirit 
living in you is helping you to guard it. Now we are coming to the last few verses of this chapter from 15 to 18. Here Paul shared with Timothy that there are two groups of people he experienced. One group is ashamed of the gospel and the other is not. For the, for the first group, Paul specifically mentioned two persons, Pagellus and Homogeneous. They turned away from Paul. They deserted Paul when he was in prison. But Paul commanded on a thesaurus because often he supported Paul even when he was in prison. How about us? Are we acting more like the first group of people who just walk away from those Christians who suffer for the gospel? Or are we acting more like Onesiphorus who will stand by those who suffer for the gospel? The test might be if one of the TGCC members suffer for the gospel, are we going to stand by him or her? Or are we going to be like Figellus and Homogeneous? In conclusion, the encouragement Paul gave to Timothy in this passage can certainly be our encouragement today. One, don't be ashamed of the gospel, even though the society we live in is hostile or even indifference to the gospel message we are proclaiming. Two, suffering for the gospel serves the purpose of not only humbling us, but also helping us to depend on Christ more and let God's name be glorified. Three, it is worth our while to suffer for Christ because he saves us, not because we are of any good, but because of his grace. He makes holy and he gives us eternal hope to be with him forever and ever. Lastly, keep the gospel to ensure it is pure and pass on that gospel to others with faith and love of Jesus Christ. Don't lock up the gospel in the cellar. And lastly, remember we are not alone in God's business because the Holy Spirit in us will help us. He is our partner. He will help us through the challenges that we face in proclaiming the gospel to the unsaved world. Now I'll give everyone a short moment to reflect on what God has spoken to us this morning, and then I'll pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will continue to help us not to be ashamed of the gospel, even though the world thinks it is foolish. We seek your strength to help us to persevere with whatever form of suffering we face for the gospel. And lastly, help us to keep and pass on the gospel to others until the day we see you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.